The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome again to another daily devotional uh, live stream. Again, we're glad you're with us. And what a great opportunity to be in the Word of God as we continue through the week and trust God. And what a great opportunity to study the book of Proverbs as in a day of great need, we seek for God's wisdom. And uh, today we're going to continue in that study in the book of Proverbs. We'll be in Proverbs chapter 3. And uh, we're going to continue to look at the benefits of wisdom today. And I think it'll be really practical, really helpful as we examine a question that I think a lot of us ask in a lot of different parts of our life when offered something, when told to work for something. Let's go ahead and read the scripture today. We'll jump right into reading the scripture. And then I'm going to take a little bit and kind of explain um, practically how we can look at this section of scripture. Uh, let me see exactly. I think I don't, I'm not having myself on the right page here. I'm sorry. Uh, before we get to verse 21, we're going to be in chapter 3, verse 21. Uh, Solomon again talks about all the great desires and um, blessings of having wisdom and how important wisdom is and how important it is for his son to hold on, to listen to wisdom, to embrace wisdom, to make it part of his life, to always be teachable, always be one that's growing in Christ and growing in the Lord and, and listening and, and never becoming so arrogant that he stops learning and therefore loses this practical wisdom. And so in verse 21, we pick up and he says this, My son, let them not, this would be wisdom and, all, and, and guidance from God, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall keep thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. So, let me just give you the question I was going to ask, and then we'll get back to the scripture here. And uh, as I was evaluating this and studying this just a little bit ago, a thought came through my mind, which I think is very fitting and practical for today. Um, you ever been offered something to purchase? I say, I need to buy this, or you've been offered something, and someone's trying to tell you how valuable it is. Just one second, I'm sorry. Excuse me, sorry about that. So someone tries to sell you something and they try to tell you how valuable this is and therefore equivalent to the price. You ever go to Amazon and buy something and say, man, I need this, but why is it only a third of the price? You begin to wonder if the value is there. But so people try to tell you, man, you need this, you need this. When I worked in sales, when I did in college for quite a bit, uh, one thing we were told to do, we realized that I worked in electronics. Most of what we were selling was not necessary. I mean, across from us in Brand Center was refrigerators, appliances. Those were necessary for life, but the video cameras, the TVs, the computers, especially in those days, this, these were extras. We, we were reminded that what we were selling was not essential to life. So now, please understand, when we were taught that these things are not essential to life, that didn't mean we were told to be less aggressive in our sales tactic. Actually, it was the opposite. We were told that because these things were not technically essential to life, part of our job was to convince the customer of why it was so needed or why they really, really wanted this, because it's not a need. So we had to develop all these reasons why it was worth their money. 
why it was worth what they're investing into. And, you know, most of us enjoy entertainment. It wasn't really a complicated sell. But our goal was to try and convince them of, I can't say the word need, but of why it was worth every dime. And in some cases it was, and in some cases it was not. So sometimes when we're offered something, we ask a question like, What's in it for me, or is it really worth the money? If I work for this, is it really worth it? You, you, you see a, a brand new exercise program out there. And uh, years ago, I heard a guy make a comment about these exercise programs that I personally found hilarious. Uh, so a new brand new piece of equipment that someone's going to sell you and you know it's going to be $35 a month for what seems like to your grandkids you know, get married. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, they try to make it affordable, but they have somebody, guy or girl on there that is perfectly fit, you know, muscular and thin or whatever. And, and you look at that, and man, people say, I want to look like that. I want to look like that. So I'm going to buy this piece of equipment. But what this man was saying is you miss the fact that the equipment's new. There's no way this man or woman who's demonstrating it could have gotten fit using the piece of equipment because the equipment's new. It's, it's fake. Maybe you could look like that, but these two people, they're professionals. They didn't use that piece of equipment to get to that point. And so we look and say, well, is it worth what I'm doing? Is it worth it? Okay, you join a gym. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go exercise. I'm going to do this. I, one guy, I, I read it on Facebook. They said, uh, so I've been a member of a gym for six months and nothing is working. I'm going over there to see what's going on. Now, as silly as that is, we, we look at this idea and as we're evaluating something in our life, a tool, a program, something that we're going to invest time and money into, we wonder, is it worth it? What am I going to gain from my investment? And by the way, if you're investing in something, there you have a right to wonder what is being gained from my investment, as I would say the same thing. So what we're going to look at, and just for the next few minutes in these verses, is now Solomon's telling his son, and then obviously through inspiration telling us, that he, we've, he talks about the importance of listening to wisdom and gaining wisdom, and he said this multiple times to his son. But now he's going to take a few minutes and again, he's done this once before, but add a few more um, benefits. If you follow wisdom, if you follow instruction, if you do what it is that I encourage you to do, there are some great benefits. So when I look at something, when I, when I look at it and say, what's the benefit? That's what I'm looking for. Tell me, is it worth the finances or the time or whatever it is that I'm going to put into it? What am I gaining? And now you sit, some would say, well, this is the word of God. I shouldn't look and say, what am I gaining? I, well, I will say this. We were told earlier in chapter 3 to trust in God, follow his direction. Don't listen to our own, our own mindset. Follow him, and there's some great benefits from it. But one of the things that I'm glad that God does is God doesn't just get up and say, do what I tell you. He says, listen, you follow my wisdom, there are benefits. So even if we say, well, I don't, I'm not going to come to the Bible looking for benefits, it doesn't matter. God's already placed a large list of benefits in Scripture if we do these things. So let me go through and we'll just kind of look at these passages starting in verse 21 and 22. He talks about the importance of making wisdom part of your life. Keep them, hold them. They'll, be, they'll, they'll, they'll make you look good. They'll, they'll make you look wise. These are great, important aspects of your life. And then verse 23, he says, then if, if, if you make wisdom part and you hold it and make it real and do not walk away from it, then shalt thou walk in the way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. So the first thing he says is, as you are following the path that God has in front of you, and you are following, and a lot of times we can't see a lot what's coming. You know, uh, that word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Neither one of those instruments, lamp or light, are necessarily something that are going to give you a large distance. I mean, unless it's sunny outside. At nighttime, you grab a flashlight, or most of us just use our cell phone today. Uh, you put it out, you're able to see, but you're not able to see to the other end. You're only able to see so, much, so far of a distance. 
instance, and we follow God, we see what God's allowed us to see. So he says, listen, as you're going, if you keep wisdom, if you keep following, the path will continue to be illuminated and you will continue to walk safely. You will not stumble. So simply what we're saying is when we decide to ignore wisdom, go away from wisdom, that we stumble, that we fall, that we mess up. Now, just let me clarify. It's something I think is so amazing. It doesn't really mean that we're out of the game. I mean, God tells us the just man falls seven times and rises back up. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all righteousness. There's another passage that talks about if they fall, you know, he's holding us with his hand. So as a Christian, the farthest I can fall is in the palm of my God's hand. It, and all, even in my worst state, it's the farthest I can get. When I look at all of that, I look at that and I see that even stumbling, I have God's protection. But if I follow in wisdom and I listen, I'm safe from that. Now, this is coming from somebody, many of you know, is a bit clumsy in and of himself. Um, and so falling and whatever is just part of what I do. And it's part of the great humor relief for my family. Uh, but when you look at all of this, if I knew, if I had you know, wisdom, I would know, hey, be careful there. In my Christian life, though, I can, I can miss the bumps and bruises of life if I'm willing to stay in wisdom. Um, just a couple of days ago, I'm walking out of our, our house going to work. I'm carrying a couple bags. You know, my wife gave me, a, it was a bag full of books and it was the heavy ones. I'm, I'm a man, I'm gonna you know, carry it out there. And I was carrying it fine. And I went out and somehow just didn't pick one of my feet up high enough and hit one of the uh, stepping stones in our yard and just boom, face plant right to a couple other stepping stones. And I get up and I've got bruises and part of my body's bleeding. And, and uh, my wife so graciously understanding how embarrassing and painful the fall is, was not laughing at me, at least not to my face. Uh, but in all seriousness, that's uncomfortable, it's embarrassing, it's frustrating. Man, I just wish I, wish I could walk better. Uh, and Now seriously, that's silly. In the Christian life, I don't have to have those stumbles if I don't want to. But it takes me applying that wisdom and living after it that keeps me from making those mistakes. So I have to. Then he continues on. Uh, I love this one, next one. Verse 24. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. So let me ask you a question. How many of you in a time of chaos and a time of discouragement, fear, anxiety have ever gone to bed and realized it's not the most peaceful place to be? In fact, some of you would say, I wait until I'm really tired to go to bed so that maybe I'll fall asleep because if I get there too early, I'm just going to stare at the ceiling all night long or my, I do close my eyes, my mind runs to my problem and then all the anxiety comes up and then I don't feel good and all this. And there's something to be said about an amazingly peaceful night of sleep. But there's also something to be said in how in the midst of chaos, those are a little bit harder to find. Just a couple of nights ago, uh, my, we, we woke, uh, a couple mornings ago, we woke up and my wife asked me, did you smell the skunk last night? Now, I, usually I, I don't sleep well through the night. It's just been since high school, just a lot of different reasons. And so she said, did you smell that? No, she said, man, it was like for hours. I'm like, man, alive. Either I'm just used to bad smell uh, because I live with me or I was sleeping so well. But I remember thinking, I don't remember any of that. You know what I enjoyed? I enjoyed a good night's sleep. Uh, but there's something about there's something refreshing. But you know where you, where good night's sleep comes from? It doesn't come because well I just won't think about these things. It comes when I, those things don't overwhelm me. It comes when I have freedom from those things, peace from those things. And when I have wisdom and guidance and I'm following God, it does not eliminate the problems coming my way, but I have comfort and, 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 and security because I am following God's will, following God's wisdom. And when that wisdom is needed, he will give it. It won't probably come before I need it. 
because I won't recognize it. It's when I need the wisdom, God brings it, it comes, I can use it. But I can go to sleep knowing, you know what, I don't know what's coming on tomorrow. I don't know how the events of today will affect tomorrow, what's in my mind. I don't know any of that. But because I have embraced God's wisdom and I'm walking with God, I can wake up tomorrow and go through tomorrow knowing that whatever comes my way, there God will bring the wisdom for that event. It allows me to sleep. Why do I embrace wisdom? Because I have, I have safety and protection in the way. I have peace enough to just rest. You know, how many of you just say it's nice to find a time just to rest? Uh, throughout the years, um, you, get, you go to a doctor and the doctor will say, man, are you in a stress-related life or something going on? You say, yeah, a lot of stress right now. A doctor or somebody will tell you, you just need to learn how to relax. Let me tell you my opinion of something. There is no more stressful word in the English dictionary than the word relax. You ever try to sit down on a couch? Relax, relax, right? You, you just stress yourself out. Uh, you turn on maybe TV or music and it stresses you out. You go to bed. Why? Because relaxing is complicated. You have to be able to be freed from fear, enjoy peace. And that's what this wisdom is talking about, a chance to relax and just rest. He says in verse 25, be not afraid of sudden fear. Neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Now, sudden fear, what does that mean? Really unknown fear. When it's unknown, why is it sudden? Because since I don't know about it, when it hits me, it's sudden. It's surprising. When I come into fear, there's a list of things. See, what happens is there's a list of things in my life that I know might happen. And so, therefore, I feel like I have a level of control. I don't, but somehow I convince myself I do have some level of control in these areas of fear. But if it's sudden fear, which means unknown, that's what I go through the day. Hey, I'm aware of these things, but what about the things I'm not aware of? Those are the things. He goes, don't be afraid of sudden, unknown, surprising things, because even then God will be guidance. God will protect. Uh, this other one says, he goes, neither be, be afraid of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Now, desolation, basically there is a time when the wicked will find punishment. You know, if you have a problem, God says, vengeance is mine, saying to the Lord, I will repay. It's never done at the time I think it should, and I say, but when it's done, often you sit back and say, man, Lord, that, that was pretty heavy. Remember we studied Habakkuk? Habakkuk came to God and said, do you not recognize what the people are doing? How are you ignoring that? And God says, oh, no, 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 I'm not ignoring it. Bam, let me tell you what I'm doing. And then Habakkuk's like, whoa, I, that's a bit much. So what happens is we see that and say, man, is that going to happen to me? We get a little, no, no, no. When you're walking with God in peace, in following wisdom, following his word, don't even be afraid of those things because that's for those who've chosen to go against God, chosen to ignore wisdom, and consequences come that way. Uh, he says down, uh, verse 26, for the wicked shall be thy, I'm sorry, I read the wrong word. For the Lord, that's very different. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. It all calms down to why can I, I uh, say, why can I walk in the way safely? Why can I find peace and truly joy, sweet rest? Why can I find, not be afraid in the unknown fear because the Lord shall be my confidence and shall keep my foot from being taken? And it all comes down to what he said at the beginning. When I'm willing to truly embrace the wisdom that's coming from, from his father in, in, in Solomon's son's case and our situation from the word of God as it comes to us. And I look at, I don't look at it and say, yeah, I know. I embrace it. Hey, this is true. I need, I need to apply this. And I, I don't just know it theologically, theoretically, spiritually. I know it. I, I live it. I mean, there's a difference between knowledge 
Uh, in the Greek word, there's, there's two words. One is gnosis for knowledge. There's another one called epigenosis. Uh, it's where Paul says that I may know him. It comes in the idea of, of experiential knowledge. So I know something can happen. I have the knowledge of it, but to myself, I've not experienced it. There's a difference between knowing things about the word of God and giving testimony of how those things have worked out in your life. That's epigenosis. That's experiential knowledge. There's a difference between having theological, theoretical practical knowledge of scripture it's another thing to say how God has used that that's what we're looking at here when I take this as more than theoretical or just knowledge and it becomes wisdom there's knowledge to wisdom I apply it it becomes part of my daily life then I can say let me tell you how this works tell you how this and Solomon's saying listen I'm telling you from my own wisdom my own experience this is true can I encourage you as we go through these daily daily struggles whether they're just the trials that come in normal life or the issues of the pandemic and all the other things going on. We can find ourselves losing sleep and being overwhelmed, and unfortunately it is part of life, but we can limit that, in some cases eliminate that, by following and letting God's wisdom have its place. Our human nature will often take over. So I wish I could say we will never have these problems, because I can tell you I have, even just recently, and the opposite of what's being said here. Because your human mind takes over and says, I don't know if I can. And Satan just throws these doubts into your mind and you struggle. Please remember it's when I embrace God's wisdom and follow him, letting him guide my path, that I will enjoy these wonderful benefits that God has offered to his family. Why would he offer it? Because he loves you. He wants you to enjoy sweetness and sweet peace in your life. He wants you to have rest. He wants you to understand in the midst of chaos, he's there and he can be the one to offer you the rest that you need and that you can enjoy. Thank you again for another opportunity to take a few minutes of your day and our day together as we examine God's Word. I hope it was an encouragement. I hope we continue to embrace what it is we will continue to learn from the book of Proverbs as we go through this. We uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, we are so grateful to be part of your day and you to be part of ours. We hope you have a great rest of the day. and We look forward to seeing you next time.